This is Audacity, Unlocking the Secrets of the Bold. Hello, everyone. Thank you for coming on back to listen to my podcast. I'm Letitia Barriola, your host, producer of Audacity. I am a mom of two, wife, a news anchor, and a woman who is relentless about living out my purpose, whatever that looks like by any means necessary. So, so glad that you're here. Listen, first, I want to thank you guys so much for all of the downloads and the listens and the texts and the posts about my last podcast episode with Elaine Welteroth. Um, If you haven't listened to that, I suggest you go back and listen. I think it's episode 17 um, with Elaine. She, I, I feel like everything that came out of her mouth in that podcast was powerful. Um, and it all kind of is full circle because right around the same time I released the podcast, she released the fact that she is the newest masterclass teacher on the series, like the series masterclass, where she's talking in depth um, about some of the concepts we discussed about finding your purpose and going after uh, living your dreams and what that looks like, the cost of that, the spiritual side, all of that. Um, She did a whole masterclass on that. So um, I felt like she gave us a sneak peek into this beautiful production she just wrapped up. So go back and listen to episode 17 if you haven't already. A lot of you guys are going back and listening to some of my earlier episodes. I had um, actually a friend of mine, colleague, Gabby. Hey, Gabby. She just told me that she um, went back to the first episode after listening to Elaine and has worked her way all the way up. Um, It's so funny because that first episode is with Stephanie Jones, my girl, and um, the audio wasn't great, and we were piecing together this thing, but um, it's just amazing to see how this podcast has grown, how the people have grown. I mean, you go check on Stephanie now, look at her now. I mean, she got her a Beyonce grant, you know, popping off with the women at work and brunches, and she's just that chick. So anyway... I encourage you to go back and listen to some of my earlier podcasts um, and see how I've grown, see how the podcast has grown. Estelle was on the podcast. That was awesome. Um, Go back and listen and let me know what you think. Leave a review. Hit me up on Instagram, Letitia TV. I always love to hear from you. And just tell me what you're learning. Tell me what moved you. This is the reason why I do this. Like straight up. This is a labor of love. It's a labor of passion. And what keeps me going is that I actually hear from women who tell me, girl, that rocked my world. Or thank you for, um, you know, highlighting this. Or just opening up to me and and being um, honest about your journey and how this podcast may be helping you. It just, it means the world to me, even if I just get one person. So thank you for that. All right, on to today's guest. I am so excited to introduce you to Tashara Parker. She is a dynamic anchor on WFAA News 8 in Dallas. She's also, I call her, a social media star, okay? She has skyrocketed her platform by simply being herself. And when I say skyrocketed her platform, I mean... Some people know Tashara 
from Instagram and from, you know, her stories and from her reels and from her just her community outreach online more than they know her as an anchor in Dallas. Right. Like they'll be like, oh, you also do TV. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like she's just created a lane and a space for herself. Um, But how she got there is uh, quite interesting. And we'll get into that in this podcast. If you follow her, you know, it got something to do with some buns on her head. Uh, But, you know, she really navigated scrutiny because a a decision to uh, be creative and be herself on TV. And um, she navigated a lot of scrutiny over that and praise as as well from that, more so praise than scrutiny. But uh, that took her to a level of a viral Okay, she went viral and that viral moment really put a worldwide spotlight on her. And um, it's been really fun to find out what she's doing with that newfound influence. And for um, her voice has been amplified and not really by choice. You know, it was it was a circumstance that found her. And what I love about her story is that she was ready for it. And when that spotlight came to her on another level, the woman was ready and had something to say. And what she had to say resonated with so many people, so many women in particular, so many black women in particular. And I just love, we can take a lot away from this. My TV folks, you'll definitely vibe with this and get it. Uh, People who are not in TV. uh, I love how you see someone who challenged the norm. And she came out on the other side of this with a really beautiful testimony. So, you know, I always say it's easier to go down the road less traveled when you have someone who's gone before you. You know, like Indiana Jones. He's one of my favorites. Indiana Jones. Remember when he walked on that invisible path? Right. And he was shaky and walking across the path. It was invisible. Kind of, you couldn't really see it. And before he moved on, he turned around, he picked up some dirt or some sand and he sprinkled it behind him. I remember when I was younger, I was like, what is that for? And then they, they take the shot wide and you see, oh, he illuminated the path really for himself so he could get back. But I look at it like, ah, he did the impossible And to make it easier on everybody else, including himself, he dropped some gems behind him along the way for someone else to pick up. And that is what my friends Tashara has done with her life and in this podcast. So one more thing before I introduce you to Tashara. Hey, you guys are signing up for my newsletter, um, audacityplus.co. And I am so, so, so blessed that you're doing that because I am in smack dab in the middle of working up um, something really special for you, something very meaningful to me. And um, if you're interested in this type of stuff, like by now, you know what I'm about. You know, I'm about digging deep and, and trying to figure out what we were created to do. Um, hopefully you also see that I am in tune with God. I love God. I believe in God. He's very much the center of my life. And so um, I'm sort of combining a lot of the stuff you hear on this podcast into something 
bigger. And I want you to be first to hear about it, okay? So go to audacityplus.co, sign up for my newsletter. It's kind of sporadic right now. You know, you'll hear from me. It'll get more consistent soon, but I just want to keep you close. So if you like what I'm putting out, stay close, audacityplus.co. All right. This is the audacity of Tashara Parker. Okay, how are you? Just fine. Busy girl, busy, but yeah, all good. Yeah. We don't know each other. Full disclosure, right? We don't know each other. Um, I hit you up on DM like, all right, it's time because you are one of the women that's been on my list of um, people that I just see as audacious with their life. You embody audacity to me. Mm. So thank you for taking the time to talk to me and share some of this light with all of us. Yes. No, I appreciate you reaching out. I feel like I've been wanting to reach out to you directly about speaking yeah. to you more about your podcast, but I know like you guys were kind of getting back into the swing of things. So I was like, oh, well, yeah. I'll wait in some kind of way. Well, our paths will cross. So I'm so happy that we're able to do it. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's just dive in. So um, this is what I'm calling part two of audacity. And I gave my perspective. It was like eight minutes, really short on what I thought audacity is to me. And I was trying to think of another guest that could give a second part of it, a different perspective. And so you're who came to my spirit, who came to my mind. So I just want to start with the word audacity. When you hear that, what comes up for you? I think for me, obviously, you can always textbook definition, a dictionary of a meaning of what it means, right? So someone, in my opinion, who is going against the norms, breaking the rules, doing what needs to be done to accomplish whatever that is. And I think to a certain extent, we all have some audacity, right? I think as journalists, we got the audacity to believe that we can come into someone's home every morning by being on TV. I think in a lot of different careers, you can have the audacity to do things that are just different, right? Um, when I first started wearing my hair natural on TV, just to have the audacity to go against all these norms, it shouldn't be considered that, right? But it is because for so long we've had um, a certain perspective of, of what beauty was considered in this industry. And so I think, you know, all of us to a certain extent has some, some audacity in whatever mm -hmm. career you're in, whatever field you're in, whatever you're doing on a daily basis to go against the norm of whatever that your industry. So what sparked, tell us your story a bit behind uh, you deciding to just blow up the internet and blow up the TVs um, with presenting your full, beautiful, natural self. Was this a journey for you, this sort of coming out or what's your experience here? Yeah, I'm so happy you asked that. And I think it's a great question because a lot of people will think that confidence just came like all of a sudden, right? Like all of a sudden this woman pops up on TV and she seems to be so confident or what have you. And that was not the case at all. When I first got into this industry, into journalism, well, I'll backtrack even further than that. When I was in grad school, getting my master's degree in journalism in Chicago at DePaul University, you know, I had professors and it's nothing against them. It's just what they were used to as, as far as what it meant to be an on-air journalist. You know, I had professors tell me that I, I probably should wear my hair natural in its natural state because that would probably turn some news directors off. And I'm not mad at them about that at all because it's 
what they were used to. And so from that standpoint, you know, on my first, what we call resume reel, for those of you listening that aren't journalists, on my first resume tape, you know, I, I had my hair straight. And I'm pretty sure on some of the clips I may have had, you know, weave in or whatever the case may be. And and I think just from that standpoint alone, you start thinking about what it means to be a part of this industry. And that really kind of changed the way that I approach things. Right. I wanted to make sure that I can fit in. And so this whole confidence and, and being able to just be 100 percent to Shara that came over time. When I first got into business again, my hair was uh, in weave. You know, if, if I did have it. Um, and it's uh, not natural state, but if I did have my natural hair out, uh, it was always straightened. And again, that's because I didn't want to be the person that stood out. So it took several years for me to build that confidence. I just remember I had this one news director reach out to me from Tyler, Texas, which was my second job in this business. From Tyler, Texas, she reached out to me and it was actually a white woman. She says, I love what you bring to the table. I want you to stay who you are. And that's because on my resume tape, I started including things that were going against the grain, right? I started including, you know, unconventional news clips to put on my reel so that I could stand out in a different way than other people that were also applying for these same jobs. And so anyways, um, by the way, I didn't even have to apply for the job. She reached out to me before I even got to submit anything. And so, you know, I just started putting those unconventional video clips onto my reel to try to stand out. And so when I got to the station, she says, don't change who you are. She under she understood that when you get around certain people, you take on their characteristics, especially as a young journalist. That's something that just happens. Yeah. And again, you're trying to learn from all these people that are already in the industry. And so you're seeing how they are doing things. And so that was my first kind of boost of confidence to say no to Shara, just standing your truth from that first news director at, at my Tyler, Texas station. Then I got a second news director that also happened to be a woman, a black woman then at that same station. So this first woman had basically said to Shara, keep being you. Second woman said, oh, you can really go all out and be fully to Shara. <laughs> and so that resume tape that the, um, the Caucasian woman saw, you, I had my hair straight and all that kind of stuff, but I was being more of my own personality. Yeah. And so this second news director, the black woman, you know, we were at dinner, we were having a conversation and she mentioned, oh, I'm about to get my hair in braids. And I was like, oh, it must be nice to be able to just change your hair like that. And so um, and I jokingly said that, of course, and she was like, what do you mean by that? And I started to explain to her, you know, the beauty norms in this industry and what's considered acceptable. And she said, you can wear braids if you want to. And I was like, oh, oh, really? And so I really leaned into just being Tashara. And I think me leaning into being 100% me and those women kind of, you know, instilling more confidence in me being who I am. That's what kind of just led to this kind of upward spiral of, you know, me just embracing all of Tashar. So by the time I got to WFAA, which is one of the reasons I think they took a liking to me was because they saw that I was going to be Tashar and be Tashara fully. They did not want me to come here and change, you know, some of the things that I was already doing, um, mm -hmm. especially coming from a market as small as Tyler, Texas, and being elevated to somewhere as, as high as Dallas, something I never thought would happen um, that quickly. And so, yeah, it was just a series of events over the years that got me to the point that I am at, at this point, you know, so yeah. that's kind of how it ended up happening, but it took other women helping me to get to the point that I am mm, right now. Yes. And I want to talk about that, but I also want to zero in on 
uh, when you decided to put on your real, the real you and your personality and your physical, how you look. So what happened there? Was that also the influence of someone encouraging you or what happened mentally for you to decide? Because that's a big deal for people outside of news. Your real is like your life. And so when you made that decision to be like, I'm going to show them something different, yeah. what was happening in your mind for you to make that decision? personality, uh, charisma, whatever you want to call it. It was just showing a different side of Tashara, showing the side of Tashara that I really wanted to be utilized at my next gig. So that was important for me, knowing that, okay, I know that I can be, you know, this serious journalist, hard hitting stories day in and day out, but also knowing that I'm doing an uh, injustice to myself if I don't show all of me, right? We don't have to just be this super serious journalist all the time. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, people want to know that we are people. And I think a lot of times as journalists, that's what we lose out on trying to just always have this, um, I don't want to say stone face, but just trying to always be serious about every single thing. And it, it shows that people appreciate when they can, you know, see us take down some of those walls, take down some of those barriers that are blocking them from, you know, understanding who, who we are as people. And so that decision came literally at, at my first job. And I was like, look, I just want people to see me for me. I want people to understand that I'm just like them. I want people to understand that maybe we, we might come from the same backgrounds and to see that this is also something that they can do and to understand that they did not have to change. I remember at my first job, I used to go home crying. I, I, I just didn't feel like I belonged for a multitude of different reasons. Didn't feel like I knew anything. Didn't feel like I was living up to what I needed to be as a journalist. And this was months on end. It was hard work, you know, trying to break into this industry and also trying to fit in, but also stand out so that you can make sure that you're still moving up at, as you should be doing in those first markets. And so, you know, I think it just took some time. And eventually I got to a point when I made that first reel and I said, hey, that second reel, pardon me, to get into my next job, my second job. I said, hey, you know, I just really want to show Tashara and I wanted to show her fully. I hadn't got quite gotten there with the hair yet. That didn't come until my job in Tyler um, that I started, you know, wearing my natural hair, natural hairstyles, all that kind of stuff. But at my first job, from a personality standpoint, I just knew that I wanted to fully embrace all of me at whatever that next job was. Mm. I mean, I have to say, like, your sense of self, like, you're, you have, like, a strong belief in who you are. Even when times were, you know, tough when you were starting, like, through the screen, this is Zoom, I can just, um, the energy you have about who you are, like, your belief system, what you believe about yourself believe your values are so strong. I just wonder where did that, where did that come from? You know what I mean? Like, were you like this in kindergarten or <laughs> is it your parents? Where did this, like, I'm showing up regardless of my circumstances. Where did that come from? Well, you know what? Um, so I think a lot of this it just came over the years, definitely as a child. And it's so funny that you mentioned that. I'm not sure when you'll post and share this, you know, episode, yeah. but someone, I just made a post on Instagram and someone said uh, that Forrest Brook is coming out of you. And that's the name of the high school that I went to. And so it was like, you're still the same person ah. because some, some comment that I made on, on Instagram caption that I put on Instagram and I was like, yes, and that's who I am. <laughs> and so that you mentioned how how all this kind of came about i certainly think my parents played a huge role uh, my grandmother raised me my grandmother raised me as a child she legally adopted me at two years old mm -hmm. and so 
I think from that standpoint, I'm just an old soul. And, you know, people often think, you know, that I'm older than what I am. And I'm, I'm like, uh, first of all, I know you ain't saying I look old. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> Uh, people often think I'm older than I really am because I have an old soul. And I think a lot of that comes from being raised by my grandmother mm-hmm. and she kind of instilled in me those values of, you know, it doesn't matter where you come from. We want more for you. I was a first generation college student. And I think from that standpoint too, coming from a low socioeconomic status, like area, you know, mm-hmm. um, at, at my high school, we had people that were just getting into all types of trouble. It was just like a, it was a different situation. And, and that's one of the situations that I wanted people to know about me. So when it, they got to a certain level, they can understand like, no, I can relate to her because she's been in a situation that I have been in or something similar. Like it wasn't all, you know, just roses coming on up and through the ranks. And so I think from that standpoint, certainly my grandmother, you know, mom and dad just reminding me to never give up. That was the biggest thing. Never give up, show up as who you are. And, and know how to take up space in every room that you're in. Hmm. Yeah, and I think some of this may be why it's it's hard to put your finger on it as well is because it's just like who you were created to be. Yeah. Like some of this is innately you. And yeah. so, yes, you had like nurturers who saw that in you and, and, and nurtured that. But just like you said, we all have audacity. We all have our dose of it. Uh, I think what I see in you now is maybe a little extra dose. <laughs> <laughs> a little extra dose of audacity, but for our benefit, you know, like God has given you a platform, right, to give us a little dose of that. And so I think it's just something you were born with as well. That um, is so important. And I'm so happy you yeah. mentioned it as far as we're gifted these amazing platforms on all different types of whatever social media, you know, you're on. And a lot of people don't use that for any good reason other than to benefit themselves. And I just think that it was very important that if I was gifted this after that whole situation that happened back in October of last year, the the bond ministry situation, the viral bond hairstyle, I just said, look, if I'm gifted this, I'm going to make sure that I do something with it. And I'm going to make sure that not only I get the glory, but that um, the people who are following me, they're getting something out of it too. People DM me all the time. I'm always responding to DMs. I'm always responding to emails and messages. I ended up even setting up, you know, where I can do one-on-one mentoring through by way of Instagram, right? I saw that on your website. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of the things that I have been gifted with, I just know that it's important to me to use those to benefit somebody else, not necessarily for myself. So yeah. um, As far as growing up this way. Yeah. Some things are innate. Some things just are there. You know, you can learn a whole lot in this industry, but there are some things that that can't be taught. Some things Mm -hmm. are just there with you as as your uh, individual personality characteristics. You brought up October and the incident and all of that that led to this other level of visibility, I would say. Um, Can you for, you know, I have people who listen, don't know nothing about TV news. You know, we're in our own little world. So when we talk, sometimes I got to be like, okay. so for people that don't know about um, how maybe the bun ministry came to be. Um, kind of backtrack to what happened when you showed up on TV with some buns. That's yeah. it. That's it. Okay. So like- fun people can take buns so many different ways. I'll give you a quick funny story and then I'll go back to October. But funny story is I planned a huge event, bun ministry meetup. 
So I planned a huge event recently and every time I would pitch bun ministry to all these different companies that I wanted to work with, they were like, bun ministry, are you talking about bud or bud? I was like, no, 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 no. So I always have to clarify that. Okay, so rewinding back to October of 2020. So basically I wore a hairstyle to work that was, uh, the best way to explain is four buns going down the middle of your head. Very neatly done, not getting in the way of me doing my job, still here, still talking the same, still giving you the same information. But several people thought the hairstyle was unprofessional. Now I say that, but I'm also going to say this, 90% of people, and I'm just throwing a rough number out there, but yeah. just so you can get an idea of where I'm going with this, 90% of people love the hairstyle and you know sent back great feedback about it right um, because it shouldn't even have been a topic of conversation so here's the deal once that hairstyle ended up going viral and it went viral because there are so many people making commentary videos about it one lady in particular danny shannon uh, made a funny video about it it ended up going viral people saw it and of course that triggered even some more backlash from those didn't care for it or who thought it, who thought the hairstyle was unprofessional for uh, being on tv at the time, I'm a morning news anchor in Dallas. And so when she uh, had that viral video and people started commenting about it, I in turn responded with a commentary piece, which for those people who are not journalists, uh, it's kind of unheard of for journalists to be out here doing commentary pieces. We stick to the facts and that's what we're supposed to do all the time, 100%. So my station has this series that they do, um, a segment rather, and it's called Perspectives. And in Perspectives, it basically, you don't ever take off your journalism hat, but it just allows you to be in a different space where you can express different things. Of course, still backing it up factually with whatever information that you have, but it allows you to be in a different space. So I did that Perspectives piece and it was about black hair and professionalism. So that's what really elevated the story and really got people to thinking and talking about it. You know, several months later, that eventually led to a rooted, my rooted series on WFAA, which was something that happened because I said, look, I have so many people writing in to me saying that they have experienced something similar. People who are not in journalism, by the way, these are just uh, people who have jobs that are, let's say, nurses, doctors, lawyers, you know, accountants, teachers, all of these different people writing in saying, oh, my boss made, said something similar. By the way, this was not my job complaining about my hair by any means. These were just yeah. Um, and so I received so many stories from other people across the world, Australia, Barbados, all everywhere here in Texas. And so I said with Rooted, I wanted to share those stories. So with Rooted, we ended up taking a transgenerational look at black hair and professionalism. The series was very well received. And so it goes back to the point that I made earlier about wanting to make sure that whatever platform I have been gifted, those stories that were gifted to me, because I do believe that they are a gift, I wanted to make sure that I use that to elevate not only the conversation, but just to make sure that we are using this platform for good and wow. something that we can use to educate others on. Mm. So as you're talking, I'm thinking back to the young girl and her Tyler, Texas tapes and you taking that step of boldness to be the real you and show the real you. And it's just, it's, I can't ignore the fact that this journey is started with that first step. And then it was almost like preparing you for what's to come. Like we can't see what's ahead, right? Like we don't know what God has for us uh, ahead of us, right? But I can see his hand throughout your career preparing you for this platform. So I just wonder, have you ever looked oh. at 
right? Like, come on, somebody. That that boldness. Yeah, yeah, praise be, because you just spoke the word in my life today. Okay. I'm telling you, that boldness in that that young woman who said, you know, I'm tired of this. Like, let me just be yeah. me. And you taking that step. It's like if you wouldn't have just taken that one step and, and was introduced to this whole world of what it was like to be fully you then right. just think about all that you just listed, the people in other countries, the lawyers, the doctors, they wouldn't see themselves represented. So I just think that, I mean, do you look at your journey at all and see, um, not the divine, but do you see the purpose, the deeper purpose in all of this? You know, I think, and I'm just being 100% honest, I think I, I need to take a moment to just, understand and reflect on the journey that it has been because I think sometimes I'm so caught up in not the heat of the moment but so caught up in the now and in the future that I often don't take enough time to just look back and reflect mm -hmm. on how magnificent this journey has been you know I think back to when I was in grad school and I just knew I wasn't gonna get a job. I just knew that it wasn't gonna happen. I didn't think I was smart enough. I didn't think that I was just ready to even break into this industry at all. And so just to think about the journey and what it has been like getting to this point, I don't. I don't think that I have reflected on the divine nature of how all of these things have lined up over the years. Okay. And I think part of that is because I am so invested in making sure that every good thing that is happening for me will also elevate someone else's conversation, someone else's story, something someone else may be dealing with. And so you're right, maybe, not maybe, I know that I need to take a moment yes. and just reflect on things up until this point because the blessings have been abundant. You know, even things that didn't seem like a blessing when they happened, you know, that were hurtful when they happened. Um, some of the comments received at the very beginning of this whole situation back in October and even comments received before that when I was wearing my natural hair. Um, no, I haven't. I haven't been able to just reflect on how beautiful all of this has been. But I do think that I'll I'll make time for that, especially hearing it, it come from you and it's come from others as well. Yeah. To have you even looked at the impact that you're having, which is so scary sometimes, because to have women, men and women reaching out to me from around the world. I mean, I just got tapped to be a part of World Afro Day. This is based out of Great Britain. I'm the ah. person representing the United States for that. And just to think, you, you never know who's watching, you never know who's paying attention. And I still don't think even to this day that I understand fully the impact mm. that I've had, whether small, large, whatever it is, uh, in certain people's lives. And so, yeah, I, I do think I need to take a moment and just reflect on it, but it, it has been a beautiful journey and I, I will never discount anything that has happened up until this point because blessings have come out of all of it. Yeah. Well, let me be one of those women along your journey that you remember, um, that helped shaped your journey and let allow myself to be like one of those women to tell you that you are right in the middle of your purpose on earth, okay? That one of the reasons, there are many reasons you were created, created to be a loving, 
family member, friend, experience the world. You're also created to inspire women who look like you and some that don't even have, don't even relate to you. But that inspiration that you give, you are right in the middle of serving out one of your purposes on earth. And I just want to tell you that because it's like, wow, it's just so obvious to me. And you, even how you talk, like you're a woman that's got it all figured out. You're going, you're going, you got to talk, you know, and I could, you're going full speed. If, if you go to your Instagram, you can see your life is busy. You're serving, like you're serving in more than one way. But I just want you to know that you're in the middle of something really special and I just want to encourage you to tap into the purpose beneath all of this for your own good, because yeah. it's really special. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So I got to, how to get that out. I love so, that. um, for people who are not in TV, it, we're talking about hair. So hair is an extension of us. It's our creative expression, but really it's our natural who we are, like how yeah. we were born for people who work in, in places where they don't let's say they don't fit in. They feel like they don't fill in, fit in. They can't be their true authentic self in a professional yeah. manner. What can you tell them or in a professional environment, um, yeah. I guess is what I'm saying. What would you tell them if they're really struggling and just feel like they don't align with the values or the direction of the company that they work for? Like, yeah. what are they supposed to do? That's tough, right? It's really tough because yes, we're, we're still in a pandemic and it's already tough enough to not only find jobs, but to wonder if your job is going to be the next one on the chopping block with so many things that have changed over time. And so when you have those conversations about people fully embracing themselves in the workplace, I just think it's important to remember that this is their livelihood. And if for whatever reason you're having to shrink a part of yourself to make ends meet, I can never argue against that. I really can't. What I will say though, is maybe you are working that job, you're already, or career, whatever it is, you're already in the back of your mind kind of planning your escape. And from a planning your escape standpoint, either you are going to let them know who you really are. And I'm not saying behave in a way that you would behave like at a family reunion, like with your family kicking back. I'm just saying just being more of you, right? Yeah. Fully expressing yourself in the workplace. And there's still a professional way to do that. I'm just saying from a standpoint of when I, when I your escape. So obviously planning if and when you want to show up fully and maybe have those conversations with management about what that looks like for you. But also, you know, looking for other gigs that are more aligned with who you are as a person. And you can only find out so much about the mission statements that all these companies have on their websites, especially after 2020, when everybody feels like they want to come on now mission statement and don't stand for a thing because you go and look at that that board and the board does not represent who you have working for your company um and and can't fully represent the values of the people at your company when everybody looks the same and so i would say you know start looking for those companies that align with what you have um what you consider your values right start talking to people who work at those companies or in those industries and at the very end of the day look we need to own our own stuff so if you can figure out how to get your own going go ahead and make that happen too even if it's something that's going to require a few hours outside of the nine to five or the current job that you're doing but start thinking of ways to to make your escape look again i'm not telling anybody to quit their job i'm just saying if you are unhappy 
you cannot live your life like that because it will drive you crazy and it will drive you into the ground. Mm -hmm. So the sooner you can start making your plan, it'll give you more joy knowing that you got something ready on the back burner when you just can't take it anymore. And really, I don't even want you getting to a point where you can't take it anymore because you've already been planning to get on out of there. Mm -hmm. So if they are not accepting of you fully 100% you, then start planning start planning, making plans and talking to people about it. And, and we can never, you know, forget therapy and, and all of that because that has helped yeah. me tremendously. Saw my first therapist during the pandemic, the height of the pandemic, because we're still in it. But saw my first therapist, you know, last year and that truly just saved my life because I felt like I was depressed many times and I didn't even know what that felt like until I started looking back like, ooh, <laughs> you weren't doing too good back then. So yeah, uh, yeah you can never discount the value of, therapy and there are many free options i know cost is an issue for for some but there are many free options out there where you can still go and talk to somebody yeah yeah what do you tell yourself when you are not feeling like you are that b right because like, you have to get up and be on tv every day can you and, uh i mean you can <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm not the one with the Dallas WFA job. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's you. Okay. Keep it clean. <laughs> so, but I just wonder, you know, being on TV one, you got to have a certain amount of, I got to show up. Nope. Like you're going to get me. I have to be on TV yeah. from nine to, you know, or six to nine or whatever every single day. So what do you do to get yourself uh, to show up the best of your ability every day with confidence well first of all i'll say i'm not the best person at it period <laughs> because we have a lot of people that watch us daily okay they will message me in a heartbeat to show what's going on you ain't looking happy today because i'm always for my role in the show and i hate to say role because that's just me as a person but for the job that i do it's a very much you know, a happy go lucky kind of gig. Like, yeah, I do some hard news stories here and there, but most of my stories are pretty fun, right? Yeah. Fun or something to get people to thinking, something to get people talking, right? And so it's never really those Debbie Downer stories by any means. And so people can tell when something is going on. So I will say one, I'm not the best at hiding that. And I know they say, you know, we're professional. We got to do, we got to do every single day, but also people need to know Feel that people need to know that we are human. Yeah. Yes, I'm still going to come to work and do my job. I'm going to read my scripts and do what I can. But if I'm not at 150%, people know they do. And it, I'm sad. To, it's, it's sad to say that because I got to put on face and, and make it happen as best I can. But I'm the type of person and, you know, some people may frown on, on, on this, especially in this industry, you know, uh, being on air. I'm the type of person where I really cannot fake chemistry and I really cannot hide what's going on. I have very good chemistry with the people that I work with, um, but I can't hide. Like if something happened at home or, you know, or maybe I'm just not having a good day. My stomach might be hurting. I don't know. Like, you know, I could just not feel well that day. Anything could be going on, but people always know it. It could be that time of the month, but ladies, whatever. People <laughs> know when something is going on with me. It's not very often by any means, but yeah. they know. And so when it comes to just kind of hyping myself up, I have a lot of people that support me. I have a lot of people, whether it's in these social media streets or, you know, family, my dad sending me a random, you know, inspiring message, um, friends, guys and girls, 
you know, I just have a lot of people that support me. And one of my love languages for friends and, you know, everybody else, uh, <laughs> one of my love languages is, you know, words of affirmation. And so I have a lot of people that send me words of affirmation that inspire me and they remind me that I'm that be. All right. Yeah. So you around you that are supporting you and I'm not saying you need people just sending you stuff every single day but it's great to have those kind of people around you because they're just good people they don't want anything in return they are just supportive of the work that you're doing and they need you to understand that you are that being when you're feeling good and when you're on top when you're not feeling good rather you're not on top of the world so yeah. yeah I just have a lot of people that support me a lot of people that inspire me I pray daily I listen to my word daily um you know all of those things help shape the person I am when I walk out this door and when I'm on TV, which is the same person that I am at home, which is also why it's tough to fake anything. Yes. Like it's so hard. I do it sometimes. I can't lie and say I haven't, but it is tough for me to get on that TV and to fake anything. It's hard. It's hard for me. Yeah. What? That's part of why people love you because they feel like you're a real person connecting with them, that you're their friend. So it's like, what's going on with my friend? Something ain't right. You know, um, you mentioned prayer. I want to ask what has been in your prayers lately? Oh man. We going to get real intimate. Okay. I'm asking about your prayers. <laughs> oh, yeah. A couple of things I will say, uh, peace, rest and those are my two biggest ones right now yeah because my mind is just always going for better or worse it's always going just turning and so i pray for peace to quiet the mind and to just be able to listen to what god is telling me to do because again i'm always just going and sometimes yeah. i need to sit my tail down and just listen and it's mm. so hard for me as someone who is always going, always mm -hmm. on the always doing something. Um, rest because, again, just always on the go. And I think sometimes I allow, I used to have a problem saying no. I'm getting way better at it. Sometimes I allow, which is why I sent you my calendar. I'm like, nope, find your time on the calendar. And that would be so yeah. much better for me because I would literally plug people in all over my calendar to where I was having stuff from six o'clock in the morning until like six in the evening. Wow. And so I wasn't sleeping. I was just literally just going and then trying to find time to work out. Oh, that's a whole nother. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and rest. Those have been some of my top prayers probably the last couple of months or so. Yeah. Um, and and kind of in that direction, what would you tell women who, um, you know, they see you, Shara, they see your glow, your light, uh, your joy, and, um, you know, they want that life. But, and I, I'm, I'm so glad you're so candid about what that entails, like yeah. what it, it it's like to be what I call at your peak of purpose, not like of life, but like in this season of your life, wherever God has you, you are experiencing an acceleration of purpose and uh, like uh, platform. Yeah. So for people who are on the other side of that and they, they want that so bad, they want to feel influential. They want to feel like they have an impact. It doesn't, we're not even talking about TV. It could be, like you said, a nurse or nurses, especially if you're a nurse right now, God bless you. Thank you. But um, just think of uh, administrative people or HR and they just feel kind of lost in the shuffle and they, they see this bright light like, dang, man, I want to be influential. So what can you tell them um, 
about the path to get there? Yeah, that's tough for different industries. But I, yeah. I would say one thing that I feel like, you know, can, you know, translate against all different kinds of industries. I would say, make sure that you're taking up space wherever you are. You can be the best at anything that you're doing, whatever career you're in, whatever, you know, job you go to every single day, whatever people, who, whomever you come in contact with every single day, you can be the best at that. You know, a lot of people, when they see someone else's life, and I mean, I hope they learn something from this this conversation that it's not always just always light. You know, I've shared posts of people be like, oh, goodness, you all right? Like, no, I'm just telling you what's going on. Everything ain't going to be happy on my page every single day, especially, like I said, I can't fake it. If I'm not happy, I'm not happy. And so I think just taking up space wherever you are and making sure that your presence is known. And I say that from a standpoint, let's standpoint of, let's say you're in sales. Be the best sales agent out there. Be the person that's winning all the awards in sales. I mean, just go all in on it. A lot of times, again, we can look at other people's lives and you don't know what's happening behind the scenes. You don't know that Tashar only gets two or three hours of sleep some nights, most nights. You 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 see some of those things and and, and you don't know what the struggle is but behind the scenes, right? I probably should make a post on that so people can really- Do it, do it, do it. So I just think wherever you are, just excel there and make it happen. And and if it's not aligning with your purpose, which is something that's very important, because a lot of times we get into these jobs, whether it's for money or convenience or whatever the reason is that we get into some of these different jobs or careers or whatever the case may be, when you get to a point where you, you are consistently not happy, unhappy, and just feel like you're not serving your purpose, then you need to do something a little different. I'll give you an example. So for me, when I came to WFAA, we all had the understanding, my bosses included, we all had the understanding that Tashara wanted to do more than traffic. You know, I never, never in a million years that I think I was going to be doing traffic somewhere. That just wasn't part of my plan. You know, I didn't even know for a long time that that was considered a part of journalism, right? That that was something that I could do. So it was never anywhere on my list of things that I wanted to do. So I say that because I knew that no matter what room I was placed in, I didn't care where you placed me, which is why I think I did very well in College Station, Texas, something, some uh, area people probably haven't heard of. Texas. Um, to my understanding, a lot of people hadn't heard of that either until I started, you know, posting a whole lot of videos from that area. Same thing moving to Dallas. I just knew that wherever I was placed, I was going to take up space. I was going to be Tashara. And if it meant me doing something outside of work, then that's what it was going to be. And I do a lot of stuff outside of work. Some people know me more for the stuff that I do in the community as opposed to what I'm doing daily at WFAA. And I can't fault them for it. Some people are not up at five and six o'clock in the morning. We, we're up at yeah. 4.30 p.m. We go yeah. off the air at seven. If you miss my, our show, you miss the show, you get national news when national news come on, right? Mm -hmm. And so some people, a lot of people know me for the work I do outside. And it was because if I don't feel fulfilled in the work that I'm doing or don't feel like I'm making an impact. When I told you earlier, my mind is always going, I'm always thinking about something that's going to be impactful, something that's going to help somebody else. And it really comes, you know, I hate to say it this way, but it does. It really comes naturally because, you know, I've been raised that way. My stepmom had me in a boys and girls club since I was, you know, eight, nine years old. So we went to the boys and girls club every single day. She was a director of one and just seeing the way that she interacted with those kids and the type of impact that she made just by being the woman that she was, um, that was 
crazy impactful on my life. I had no idea of the impact that you can have just by being you. And so I watched her growing up many, many years, you know, us going to the Boys and Girls Club or what have you. And so, you know, outside of my grandmother, my dad, my mom, you know, just seeing the work that she was doing. And so I would say to all of those people, maybe you're struggling and you don't feel like you are having any impact or purpose or influence or, you know, being influential, whatever that is, go out and find something that is going to help you. It can just be with one person. You can start mentoring a young girl, a young man or whatever it is, you know, start small. Don't think you need to do these grand gestures. Like a lot of, so those mentors, sessions. I posted that one time and I never brought it up again. My DMs, people stay asking me for advice and they stay booking sessions on there. I didn't need that to be anything that was like a grand gesture. It was just like, okay, I'm going to post a video and see if people actually want to get feedback from me. And if they do, I'm going to give it to them because, you know, I've gotten to this point. I don't know everything, but what I, I can share with them what I do know. And yeah. so, you know, it doesn't have to be anything huge. Just get out there and do something. Everybody can make an impact, whether it's small or, or lower, large. So just get yeah. out there and do something. Wow. Ah, I just could listen to you all day. Uh, you have so many gems that you're so generous with. You give us whatever you got yeah. at that moment. And it's such a blessing just to be in close proximity to you. And I want to close by um, wishing you, my friend, peace and rest. <laughs> Go you. take a nap. <laughs> I know. I need to. You know I'm not, but I need to. <laughs> you need to. You're definitely not. But maybe consider it, okay? That's a step in the right direction. <laughs> right. I got two naps last week. And when I tell you I bragged about those naps all week, I was so happy. <laughs> I'll, I'll okay. do that. Thank you, my friend, for your time. I really, really, really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. Good luck. Let me know when it airs and all that kind of stuff. I got you, girl. All right. That's it. I hope, kind of using that illustration I used in the beginning of this podcast, that um, you picked up what she was putting down, you know? Uh, sometimes it just takes an example Sometimes it just takes someone who has done it, navigated the road before you um, to give you that extra nudge to just go after it, show up in the moment when it calls you and um, to show your life. It really is that example for all of us to be ready when that spotlight comes may not come in a form of TV or viral video and, you know, fans. And but I really do believe there's a time where uh, the, the spotlight or a spotlight or our time to have a platform of some sort to touch other people's lives. There'll be a time for us to show up in that moment. And are we prepared for that? Do you have something to say? Is there something you want to give? If so, start cultivating that now. Start nurturing that now. You saw Tashara, she over time found her voice, found her, her style, found who she wanted to be. And then she made the decision just to be that. Get out of the way and, and she's going to be that. And the people who love her will love her and open up those doors. And so I just want you to take that with you today. Okay? Be sure to post that you're listening. Uh, leave a review. Let me know what you think, guys. I appreciate you so much. Until next time. <laughs>